This is section sixty of Mark Twain A Biography, Volume Two. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mark Twain A Biography by Albert Bigelow Payne. Chapter one hundred and sixty four. Some further account of Charles L. Webster and Company. Flood tide is a temporary condition, and the ebb in the business of Charles L. Webster and Company, though very deliberate was not delayed in its beginning most of the books published the early ones at least were profitable mcclellan's memoirs paid as did others of the war series even the life of pope leo the thirteenth paid what a statement to make after all their magnificent dreams and preparations it was published simultaneously in six languages it was exploited in every conceivable fashion and its aggregate sales fell far short of the number which the general agents had promised of their first orders it was amazing it was incredible but alas it was true the prospective catholic purchaser had decided that the pope's life was not necessary to his salvation or even to his entertainment howells explains it to his own satisfaction at least when he says we did not consider how often catholics could not read how often when they could they might not wish to read the event proved that whether they could read or not the immeasurable majority did not wish to read the life of the pope though it was written by a dignitary of the church and issued to the world with sanction from the vatican Howells, of course, is referring to the laboring Catholic of that day. There are no Catholics of this day, no American Catholics at least, who do not read, and money among them has become plentiful. Perhaps had the Pope's life been issued in this new hour of enlightenment, the tale of its success might have been less sadly told. A variety of books followed. Henry Ward Beecher agreed to write an autobiography but he died just when he was beginning the work and the biography which his family put together brought only a moderate return a book of sandwich islands tales and legends by his hawaiian majesty king kalakaua edited by clemens old friend rollin m daggett who had become united states minister to the islands barely paid for the cost of manufacture while a volume of reminiscences by general hancock was still less fortunate the running expenses of the business were heavy. On the strength of the Grant success, Webster had moved into still larger quarters at No. 3 East 15th Street, and had a ground floor for a salesroom. The force had become numerous and costly. It was necessary that a book should pay largely to maintain this pretentious establishment. A number of books were published at a heavy loss. Never mind their titles, we may forget them with the name of the bookkeeper who presently embezzled thirty thousand dollars of the firm's money and returned but a trifling sum by the end of eighteen eighty seven there were three works in prospect on which great hopes were founded the library of humor which howells and clark had edited a personal memoir of general sheridan's and a library of american literature in ten volumes compiled by edmund clarence stedman and ellen mckay hutchinson it was believed these would restore the fortunes and the prestige of the firm they were all excellent attractive features the library of humor was ably selected and contained two hundred choice drawings by kemple 
the sheridan memoir was finely written and the public interest in it was bound to be general the library of american literature was a collection of the best american writing and seemed bound to appeal to every american reading home it was necessary to borrow most of the money required to build these books for the profit made from the grant life and less fortunate ventures was pretty well exhausted clemens presently found a little drift of his notes accumulating at this bank and that a disturbing condition when he remembered it for he was financing the typesetting machine by this time and it was costing a pretty sum meantime webster was no longer active in the management in two years he had broken down from overwork and was now desperately ill with an acute neuralgia that kept him away from the business most of the time its burdens had fallen upon his assistant fred j hall a willing capable young man persevering and hopeful lacking only years and experience hall worked like a beaver and continually looked forward to success he explained with each month's report of affairs just why the business had not prospered more during that particular month and just why its profits would be greater during the next webster finally retired from the business altogether and hall was given a small partnership in the firm he reduced expenses worked desperately pumping out the debts and managed to keep the craft afloat the library of humor the life of sheridan and the library of american literature all sold very well not so well as had been hoped but the sales yielded a fair profit it was thought that if clemens himself would furnish a new book now and then the business might regain something of its original standing we may believe that clemens had not been always patient not always gentle during this process of decline he had differed with webster and occasionally had gone down and reconstructed things after his own notions once he wrote to orion that he had suddenly awakened to find that there was no more system in the office than in a nursery without a nurse but he added i have spent a good deal of time there since and reduced everything to exact order and system just what were the new features of order instituted it would be interesting to know that the financial pressure was beginning to be felt even in the clemens home is shown by a christmas letter to mrs moffett hartford december eighteenth eighteen eighty seven dear pamela will you take this fifteen dollars and buy some candy or other trifle for yourself and sam and his wife to remind you that we remember you if we weren't a little crowded this year by the typesetter i'd send a check large enough to buy a family bible or some other useful thing like that however we go on and on but the typesetter goes on forever at three thousand dollars a month which is much more satisfactory than was the case the first seventeen months when the bill only averaged two thousand dollars and promised to take a thousand years we'll be through now in three or four months i reckon and then the strain will let up 
and we can breathe freely once more whether success ensues or failure even with a typesetter on hand we ought not to be in the least scrimped but it would take a long letter to explain why and who is to blame all the family send love to all of you and best christmas wishes for your prosperity affectionately sam end of chapter 164 some further account of charles l webster and company read by john greenman